Miss Lindsay. Uh, if you would get your Bibles turned to the book of Acts, chapter number nine. Um, do not be deceived, even though the paper is small, the text is large tonight. So uh, uh, we'll be reading some scripture tonight and uh, just thankful for the opportunity uh, to be here in front of you to preach again. Um, pastor had to scrape the bottom of the barrel again uh, for a Wednesday night service and asked me to preach. So uh, I promise you that I've got nothing to bring to the table, but God's Word is always, always uh, something for our soul, something we stand in need of, and uh, it is why the foolishness of preaching is just that. It's foolishness. So, um, uh, Acts chapter number 9, Miss um, Frieda asked me that I have a title, uh, and, and I just jotted something down, not that titles mean anything, um, but I think I'm going to save that to the end. Uh, so... Uh, Let's pray real quick. Uh, again, thank you for the, for the song, Lindsay and, and Tim. And uh, Let's just pray. God, right now we ask you, Father, as there's services going on across this campus and uh, some even off campus, God, that your Holy Spirit would minister to each group. And God, to this group in here tonight, Father, that we walk out of this sanctuary, uh, this hospital, um, this uh, safe place, your house, God, we walk out different than we came in. Uh, God, not, not for any reason, but because you speak to your people through your word and through the Holy Spirit. Father, we, uh, we pray for those that aren't here tonight, God, that are uh, on vacation or, or sick. Um, God, that uh, everything, uh, God, that they do where they're at and we do while we're here brings honor and glory to you. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. amen. Acts chapter number nine, I'm going to read <clears throat> several verses, and um, uh, we'll uh, we'll jump around a little bit. Mostly, we'll be in the book of Acts, so uh, just uh, just keep your finger there in Acts, and then uh, I'll read a few verses, maybe, and a couple other places. Uh, but I'll make quick re- quick reference to those and come right on back. So we're going to be in the book of Acts tonight, chapter number nine. We're going to start in verse number thirty-two. I, I told over. Um, how God wanted this uh, this this study to come come out tonight. Um, so uh, I pray that uh, that it comes out exactly how He wants it to. Uh, but again, and I think I mentioned this a few times ago when I preached. I, I'm, I'm called to read God's Word as more than just a newspaper article. I get I get I don't know about you, but I get bogged down with that sometimes. That I find myself reading. As if I'm reading to get through a story, I'm not reading it as a book. I'm not reading it as a letter to a people uh, from the Lord, and, and, and there's application uh, to us in that. And so I, I really try to slow down and, and, and read uh, this, this passage and these following passages um, as, as they're written and, and as they were, because these are, these are events, these are accounts, these are things that happened to people that lived so uh, it may sound a little strange, but I'm going to try to do my best acting and put the inflection 
uh, where I believe it needs to be. In verse number 32, and that's tough for Redneck to do, by the way. All right. In verse 32, and it came to pass as Peter passed, so when Paul's right there, this this is a study on, a little bit on Peter tonight. We hear a lot about Peter, and we're going to go back to some of the passages we may be more familiar with. Uh, earlier in the Gospels, but this is a this is a study on a little bit on Peter tonight here in the Book of Acts. And it came to pass as Peter passed through all quarters, he came down also to the saints which dwell at Lydda, and there there he found a certain man named Aeneas which had kept his bed eight years and was sick of the palsy. And Peter said unto him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ maketh thee whole. Arise and make thy bed, and he arose immediately. And all that dwelt there at Lydda and Saron or Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. Verse 36 Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and died. Whom when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. And forasmuch as Lydda was nigh to Joppa, and the disciples had heard that Peter was there, they sent unto him two men, desiring that he would not delay to come to them. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, they brought him into the upper chamber, and all the widows stood by him weeping and showing the coats and garments which Dorcas made while she was with them. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed. And turning to him the body uh, said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand and lifted her up. And when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. And it was known throughout all Joppa and many believed in the Lord. In verse 33, and it came to pass that he tarried many days in Joppa with one Simon a Tanner. Um, there are several places that, that I want to dig some things out about Peter in here. So often uh, we hear of Peter in a, um, and I wish Michael was here because I would pick on him so bad because he does such a good job uh, of the role of Peter uh, in, our, in our Easter play. But um, so many times we, we, we catch Peter uh, and we, we really kind of categorize him as this, you know, Peter, what are you doing? I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing after another um, that, that we see Peter making some bad decisions, some bad, bad choices uh, with. I mean, uh, we'll go through that list here just a little bit. But this is, this is Peter in Acts. And, and I want to preface this study tonight, uh, and I'm going to come back to it. Uh, listen, we should be out there by no later than 8.45, so we, we, we got plenty of time. But I, I want to preface that, this study with this. Oftentimes, we like to, we like to compare ourselves and, and, and try to um, liken ourselves to Peter when, when we do, you know, dumb things, when we, you know, say things we shouldn't say and do things we shouldn't do and cut off people's ear, uh, those kind of things. We, we, like to, we like to, oh, you know, well, Peter did that. Peter sank in the water because he, uh, he, he took his eyes off the Lord. And, and we, we like to talk about all the things with Peter. Um, but what I think we do is we do Peter an injustice because we're talking about Peter before Pentecost. If we want to liken ourselves to Peter, let's, let's talk about the Peter after Pentecost. 
Because uh, that, that's where we're equal. That's where we have the same, uh, the same access to the Holy Spirit power, okay? And so oftentimes we, we, we like to lump Peter in this, in this boat uh, or outside the boat sinking uh, into a, a, a rather uh, a dim light. But, um, hey, if we're going to look at Peter, we're going to compare ourselves to Peter. Let's look at Peter like we're looked at on this side of Pentecost. So we are just at that. We're on this side of Pentecost, of course, here, uh, almost smack dab in the middle of the book of Acts. Um, Peter has, has already done some things, and we're going to backtrack and look at a few of these. Um, but I, I want to draw your attention to a couple different things in these verses here. Um, verse 40, <clears throat> so Peter had, had, had healed uh, this, this guy and, and, and uh, told him to take him to his bed. He, he went. People saw it. They believed on the Lord, um, which was not the first time this had happened. And then, then the, the disciples uh, heard, hey, he's, he's just right down the road. You know, they're in Joppa. He's in Lydda. They're right down the road. Hey, hey y- you two, y'all go get Peter. We need him to come. Tabitha is dead. I, this, is, this is a lot like the Lazarus story. Lazarus is dead. Well, I mean, go get him. He can do something about this. Because they, they, the, Peter's reputation had preceded him in, in the, the things that, that, that the Holy Spirit and, and the Lord allowed Peter to do and, and the other disciples as well. So they sent after Peter. Peter comes. Uh, they, of course, they've got her there in, the, in the, this upper room area. And uh, he goes in and he approaches this situation differently. Uh, all these other situations where he'd healed people, he'd, 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 he'd seen these miracles done through people, uh, he, he did for, for the most part in the open. But, but this was in an upper room. He went up there and says all the, all the widows were up there. They were weeping and they were showing him the things that she'd made. And, and this is what he did different this time. And I think it's important. He, he sent them all out. Because up to this point, everybody had seen Peter doing these things. They'd seen Peter heal this lame guy. They'd seen Peter heal this other lame guy. They'd seen Peter do all these things. And, and I think it's important if we want to liken ourselves to Peter that, that we got to be wise like Peter was because I think he showed wisdom here. He, he sent these people out, and this is why I think he sent them out. I, we may get to heaven and, and the Lord will say, that, that ain't it, but I, I feel like it is. Because he, he did, what he didn't want to do, he didn't want people to believe that, that Peter was doing these things, that it was the Lord, that it was the, the power that, 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 that God had given them through the Holy Spirit for this time that they needed to, to, to display. But, but he didn't want them to get caught up thinking that he was doing them. So I, that, that, listen, that, if, that doesn't, if that doesn't cause you to pause sometimes when we, when we kind of get on our spiritual high horse and we, and we ride up onto a situation and we're going, I'm going to pray over you. Well, that, that's fine and well, but, but, but you, need to, you need to do things in a way to make sure that it, it all points back to Jesus, that it don't never come to us. Because that's when we start getting a following behind us and we start coming up with our own interpretation and own rules. And before you know it, we've got another denomination and, and we're doing things and people are following us. Now, they're not following the Lord. They're not looking to the Lord. They're following us. And so Peter, I think, was wise to, to send those folks out. He, he prayed, and then he, he said, Tabitha, hey, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. Get up, girl. You know, uh, you, you're alive. Breathe. And, and she did and went out. And then, and then what happened? It says, um, and he gave her his hand, and 
lifted her up, and when he had called the saints and widows, presented her alive. So after he said, hey, y'all come back, come back, she's alive. And, 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 and what happened thereafter? It says, and was known throughout all Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. So the, the result was, hey, I, I, he's pointed people to Jesus, and that has got to be ours as well. But I also want to call to attention the, the last few words there in verse 43. It said, he stayed a while in Joppa with one Simon, a tanner. Uh, not a tenor. He didn't sing well. He was a tanner. He, he, he handled uh, animal skins and tanned them. And, uh, and, and I wish I knew somebody around here that does that because I think it's so awesome. I want to see that process. Uh, but it's important that, that, that it shows Peter doing, hanging out with this guy for, a bunch of, for several days there in Joppa. Why? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, because if, if you've not studied Peter out, if you've not seen some of Peter's... Um, struggles on on this side of Pentecost. Uh, listen, I, I'm just being real with you. This, I know the uh, barometer of our culture today is, is, is much different than it was even five, ten years ago. But this is the reality. And you know what? It's the reality of, of where we live. Uh, this is still an issue where we live. But, 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 but Peter still had, on this side of Pentecost, after he got the Holy Spirit, Peter still had a little bit of an issue with some racism. Uh, P- Peter still had some issues with the Gentiles. He, 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 just, he, just, he kept having this issue that he just didn't see that the Gentiles were to be included uh, in, in this salvation thing. Um, hey, you, as we read on, you see he, he deals with it. He, he gets past it, but, but it, it's a hang-up for him at some times. And so, because they were unclean. Gentiles were unclean. There's no way they're going to get into the, into the, to the same kingdom that, he's gonna be, that the Jews are going to be able to get into because the Jews kept themselves clean. They did self, the, the, the sacrifices to make sure they were clean. And they, they practiced and ate and did all these rituals and, and things that, that God laid out in his word to keep themselves clean. But the Gentiles weren't that way. The Gentiles, uh, and that's what we are. I don't know if anybody's in here as you. But we're all the Gentiles. That's us, y'all. So we, we better be glad God decided to graft us in. Amen? But, but, but hey, these were unclean. And, and so Peter spends several days with a guy that the Jews saw as unclean. He's a Gentile. He's a tanner. He handles dead stuff. Hey, I don't, anything that's got blood associated with it, hey, they're not going not to handle that. And so, so Peter shows a little bit of maturation in that he hung out with this guy for a few days. Um, I think it's important. Sometimes we just kind of, and I say we because I'm talking about me and I'm just hoping that y'all are included in that, is that we, we just read through text and we don't dig into them and find out what, is there any significance to that? Well, if you, if you go back and you see some of the struggles that Peter had, you'll see that that, that is indeed, that's, that's a pretty wild, pretty wild transition. Flip a few chapters back, seven chapters back into Acts chapter number two. Acts chapter number two, that's right after Acts chapter number one. For those of you that are, are, are having trouble there. Uh, we're going to start in verse 14. And I'm going to try to read this, I believe, the way that Peter presented and I'm going to try not to read every scripture between chapter 2 and chapter 9 I don't think we're going to get there because we don't have time um, that's what I spent most of the day on was, Lord what do I not read um, in, 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 in this uh, so let's start at verse number 14 but Peter now 
this is this is after the let me just set this up. Context is always everything. The three things I learned in seminary: context, context, context. That's about all I remember, but that's all I needed. Okay, I could have saved a lot of money had I gone to that one class and just quit. You know. But anyway, if you don't learn anything else, context, context, context. Anytime you read God's Word, make sure you know the context. Not knowing context is why we have so many different sects and divisions and denominations and all that because somebody decided that they would take something out of context and not use it and and make their own. So context is everything. Context here is that the Holy Spirit has already has already fallen and and the, the Jews the the devout men as it said there in verse five the Jerusalem Jews uh, they see the after effects and they, they think all these folks are drunk all the all the disciples all all the folks that are there they think hey, they're drunk and, and and Peter's response to uh, uh, verse thirteen when it says others Mark said these are full of new wine. And Peter, old Peter, you know he—he's on that side of Pentecost. But I believe he drew out his uh, his his sword. It just wasn't physical this time. He drew that old tongue out, and he went to swinging. And, and I think that's okay sometimes because uh, uh, it's okay to have a righteous indignation. Uh, be angry and sin not. Uh, we can do that sometimes. Peter, verse fourteen. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted his voice which means he was not talking quietly. <laughs> Philip, you may, be careful. I might get a little loud here. All right? And said to them, You men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing as it but the third hour of the day. But this is which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and the fire, or blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I think he just stomped his foot right there. Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Whom God, whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be beholden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, all my flesh shall rest in hope, because thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither will that suffer thine holy one to see corruption." Thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulcher with us unto this day. 
Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He, seeing this before, spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. This Jesus uh, hath God raised up, wherefore we all are witnesses." Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, Ghost, he hath shed for this, which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he he saith himself, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thy foes thy footstool. Therefore, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this, that same Jesus, whom ye, <laughs> whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now, if we want to be, be the, the, the ones that say uh, we're going to be like Peter, which Peter we're going to be like? We're going to be like this Peter? Or we're going to be like the Peter we saw sinking back in the book of Matthew, the book of uh, 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 Luke in the book of John. Now, that's not taking shots at that, at that Peter. That Peter denied Jesus three times. It's the same Peter, but we're we on this side of it. And there's a whole new ball game. And this is the kind of Peter that we've got to liken ourselves to and say, do we match up against? Okay? This is the Peter that's like us. Or is this the Peter we're like? Chapter, oh, by the way, just... Just a quick little synopsis. I mean, the Bible says like 3,000 folks added to the church saved that day. So, I mean, it's not, no big deal. That, that message, that, 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 uh, that, that freight train that just barreled through that, that audience, it didn't have any effect on anybody except those 3,000 and probably more that we don't know about. Acts chapter 3, one chapter over. We're getting into number 2 here. Acts chapter number 3. Um, and I'm actually going to uh, be reading part of this Sunday morning. So, oh, I just gave it away. I'm going to be preaching Sunday morning. Y'all, please don't. Please come, please. You may be the only people here. Okay? So please come. Verse number 12 in chapter 3. All right, so I don't want to get too into it because I'll, I'll wind up getting the Sunday morning message. But Peter heals this guy here in, in the beginning of chapter number 3. Um, and it's not just... Some guy. Um, this guy has been laying at the gate every single day. For anybody, anybody, tell me how long this guy had been there. He was over. He was over forty years old. The Bible says. We see. We see over there. Uh, see. See at the end of end of um, end of one of these chapters. Uh, he was, he was over 40, for the man had been there over 40 years. Um, so, again, not, try not to get into the message, but, but he'd just done that. Everybody had seen it. Nobody could, could get away from it. And uh, this, is, this is Peter's response after that happened in verse number 12. When Peter saw it, he answered unto the people, Ye men of Israel, why marvel ye at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on this? As though by your own power or holiness we had made this man to walk. 
The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up. <laughs> Here he goes again. Whom ye delivered up and denied him the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But ye denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the prince of life whom God hath raised from the dead whereof we are witnesses. And his name through faith is... In, in his and in, in his name through faith in his name have made this man strong whom ye see and know he's saying hey this is Jesus that did this ye the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all and now brethren I would not through ignorance ye did it as also your rulers but those things which God before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets and that Christ should suffer he hath so fulfilled repent ye therefore and be converted that that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall, uh, shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive unto the times of restitution of all things, talking about things on, on to come, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said to the, unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your, God's raise, your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among all the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that followed after, as many as spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. He, uh, Peter, Peter throws, throws the thing into overdrive again. He, 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 he gets back on him again. Uh, again, this is right after he, he did what, what even they agreed. They couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they didn't have an, exp I mean, they'd seen this guy there every day. There was no explanation. There was no, this had to be God. This had to be Jesus. This had to be Holy Spirit power. They couldn't argue with it. Flip on over one more chapter, verse number, chapter number four. In verse number eight. Um, <clears throat> now, this is to an even bigger uh, more dignified group here. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost. Here's, here's where it's going to get down with us. Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done um, to the impotent man, what, by what means he is made whole? Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, which, uh, whom ye crucified, but he keeps throwing it at him, doesn't he? Whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand before you whole. This is the stone which set at naught of the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Hold on. This Fred's going to throw it up in just a second. Oh, I said just a second. She threw it up too early. 
This is, this is where the rubber meets the road for us tonight, I think. Verse number 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were, that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. They looked at them as unlearned, ignorant men because they knew they didn't study in the temple. They didn't study with the, with the rabbis. They didn't come through that school. They didn't come through that seminary. But, but what? What did it say in the beginning of the verse? Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, This is what kicked me right square in the gut. When, when I am wherever I'm at, when, when I'm doing whatever I do with the people that, that are, are around, wherever I'm at, can, can it be said of me, because this is the Peter I've got to liken myself to if I'm going to compare myself to Peter, it ain't the one sinking outside the boat, which, by the way, he's the only one to get out of the boat. It ain't the one that said, uh, uh, I don't know this man three times. It ain't the one that got so fired up he cut off old Malchus's ear. It, this is this side of Pentecost. Because of his boldness and John's boldness, because of the boldness they have, this is what they had to come to. This is a, this is a very high and mighty crowd now. This is the conclusion that they had to come to. End of verse 13. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. There was no denying by what they said, by the way they acted, by the way they presented themselves. There was no denying they had been with Jesus. The question is, is that what people say of us? Can people say when we've been around, hey, they have been with Jesus? Can, I, can, can people say of me, hey, when that old ugly guy comes around, he, has, hey, he may not can talk good, he may not can preach good, he can't build nothing, he can't remember nothing, he ain't good at nothing, but I'll tell you one thing about him, he has been with Jesus. Listen, I, people ought not be able to tell we're believers, which I'm certainly not a, a opposed to Christian apparel. I think, I think everybody ought to have something that's got Jesus on it, you know, uh, just, just as a conversation starter. Um, what's that shirt about? You know, tell them. Uh, but, but we ought not have to wear some special T-shirt or a cross around our neck or get a tattoo on our arm or have uh, uh, some radio station coming out of our car for, for, for people to realize that, oh, they're a Christian. Oh, they're, they're, they're a follower of Jesus. See, we, we, and I, every time I preach, I say something about, our, not our church, but yes, our church, but the, but the Western American church, we don't know what persecution is, and we don't, we don't understand the, 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 the hunger that there are in some places for the gospel. Listen, there are places, even in the United States, but, 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 but outside of this, this land mass, to say the name of Jesus. Now, Jesus may have been presented two generations ago, but it, but it, it, it left. And there's a whole new generation that's there that's either never heard it or, or, or not familiar enough to know what to do what with Jesus, to know what to do with him. We walk around, people, we live, in, we live in the Bible Belt, you know. 
There's a church uh, 10, 15 years ago. There was 191 churches in Troop County. I don't know how many there are now, but it probably hadn't changed a whole lot. If for as many to shut the doors, there's been new to start up. So we probably kept pace. So of 191 churches in Troop County, we somehow still have people in Troop County that don't know Jesus as Savior because, not because they've said no, because nobody's ever told them. Not because they didn't come to Judgment Journey, but because we didn't go to where they are. See, this has got nothing to do with Peter, but if, if you flip over into... Still in Acts. I've just been in Acts, and Acts is good. And I'm not going to get too graphic with this, but this is what it is. In Acts 16. Then came he, talking about Paul, came to, to Derby and Lystrop, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, that would be Timothy, um, the son of a certain woman, uh, which was a Jewess, she was a Jew, and believed, but his father was a Greek. Uh, which was well reported by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium, uh, him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters. For they all, uh, for they all that his father, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. Now I, I'm not going to get too deep into that passage right there, but I, w- w- we read it. Timotheus, Timothy is a, is a man. He may be 18, 19. I don't know what his, what his age is here. I didn't, I didn't study that out, but I ran across that, and I'm thinking, well, but what, it, it, by the time chapter 16 has gone around, they've already had the Jerusalem Council. They've already established it. Hey, because listen, it didn't, I told Jason this the other day. You know, it didn't take long after Pentecost, after, after everything really got rolling, that, uh, that it, it, somebody came up and said, hey, it's Jesus. The salvation thing is Jesus plus something. The Jews say, hey, okay, the, the believing Jews, hey, okay, you can be saved through faith in Christ because it's Jesus and he, he is the Messiah. And they, they bought into that, some of these did. But they said, hey, but you still got to be circumcised. So to be saved, you got to be circumcised. So right off the bat, right after Pentecost, it was Jesus plus something. It didn't take long. This is not new. Jesus plus something, having to do something else besides faith in Christ is not something new. Works part of that is not something new. But, but that's what they were up against here. Even though they had established that that's not the case. So, so what did Paul do? Again, this ain't got to do with Peter, but, but this has got something to do with us. It was not necessary for Timothy to be circumcised. But what is always not necessary? It may not be necessary for us to do something, but it may be wise for us to do it. So sometimes we get, we get so caught up in the, in the, oh, well, you can't be too legal about doing this. Well, but sometimes we can be too legal about not doing something too. Just because it says, hey, I mean, I can eat meat if I want to, but if you're in the presence, if you want to win that Muslim brother or sister uh, or, or co-worker or whatever, uh, I, I tell you what, you go, go eating bacon in front of them, you're not going to win them, okay? That's just, that's just, that's just a fact. It's, 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 it's not necessary for you to not do that because the Bible's laid it out for us, but, but it's wise. So, so for, for Timothy's ministry, Paul knew, hey, look, this ain't required, but this is prudent. This is something that needs to happen so we don't have to deal with that. So you can reach a people that, listen, without you doing this, without you taking this step that's unnecessary but is prudent, you can win more people to Jesus. 
If somebody said, hey, look, these people in this tribe here in uh, Amazon land, uh, uh, in the jungles, uh, all of them have four fingers on each hand. And God has called you to go there. Will you show up with five fingers on each hand? It's going to be tough for you to reach them. All right. You might have to give up a finger. I'm not saying any of you need to do that. But that's the way we've got to think. Hey, listen, if losing one of my digits means winning over a people to Jesus, where's the, where's the scissors at? Let's go. I'm going to do it. You're not going to do it. But I, I, let's do it. Because what is, what is, just because it's not necessary doesn't mean it's not wise. And, and Peter knew that as well. Peter knew that he was going to have to uh, deal with some things that he didn't really want to deal with and really want to address to people he didn't want to address it with. But what did, man, what did Peter do here in, in, in chapter 4? With the boldness, they knew that they had been with Jesus. That's our challenge, folks. Listen, if, if we are not dedicating our whole life, that's sometimes where we get mixed up. I'll, 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 God, I'll give you Wednesday. Hey, listen, I'm not going to beat y'all up because y'all are here on Wednesday night. I'll, I'll give you Wednesday night. I'll give you Sunday morning. I may even give you Sunday night too. I just, I'm way too busy to do anything else. I'm way too busy to get involved in anything that's either a, a, a ministry uh, in my local church here or, or just personal ministry on my own. Listen, I, 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 the other day, um, I'm closing that. Y'all think I'm done? I really am. The other day, we were outside. Uh, Holly had walked outside, and, uh, and our, our neighbor lives next door to us. He's been there about a year and a half. Two years, give or take. Um, but I mean, good neighbor. He's an older, oh, excuse me, a wiser, uh, more ex- uh, earth experienced than than uh, most of the folks in this room. And uh, I, you know, he, he came out and and we were doing something, and he uh, he said, yeah, he said uh, he said I'm 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 moving, and I said really. I said, I, got them. I thought he liked it. I mean, it's Hogansville. Who don't like Hogansville, you know? But uh, he, he lives in Hogansville, and he lives by us, I mean, which means he don't ever see us. It was just a divine intervention that we were there that day. But God has been kicking, I don't know, no kids in here. He's been kicking my tail, my butt, ever since that conversation. You know why? I ain't never had that man over at my house. I ain't never fed him dinner. I ain't never sat down and talked with him for longer than 20 minutes. What? 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 That's just, and, and I, I don't know, maybe you're different, but we, we, we cast that off and, oh, that's just society now. They don't, they don't folks don't want to, you know, come out and talk. And Well, I, but we're not called to, to fit the norms of society, and that's what I've done. I, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Cut the, cut the recording. I'm pretty sure me and my wife had decided that, that there's a person in our neighborhood that might be a serial killer. We don't, we don't know for sure, but the signs are there. But I would not know that because I've never, I never talked to him long enough to figure out, hey, does he need Jesus or does he need the cops? I don't know. 
but we live in a little subdivision. Those of you know where we live, it's it's houses are literally. I mean, I'm standing at the edge of my house, and the edge of his house is at the piano. So and that that may be giving it a few. Okay, so they're all close together. But what the Lord has been kicking my tail over is. I got folks that live right next door to me that I ain't had deep, deep conversations with. I've not given opportunity yet. And we'll, we'll lay on the old. People don't like it. Oh, we'll lay on the old. We're just so busy. We're never there. You know, you make time for what you want to make time for. I, I've had to just get honest about that. You make time for whatever you want to make time for. And, and if we as believers can't find ourselves in positions where God allows us to have gospel conversations with people. Hey, you want, you want to open up people to the gospel? Hey, invite them over to your house and feed them dinner. And I ain't never done that. I said, well, we, our house is just not, it's a mess, and we got stuff here and there. Listen, there are people that live around us. It's not with my wife. It's, she's at work. It's me and the kids have just destroyed it. She don't even know about it. That's what I meant to say there. Uh, got nothing to do with anything about her. But, but we, 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 get, we get in this, oh, we're so busy, we do this. And the truth of the matter is, is, is we, we don't want it enough. We don't, we don't desire it enough. I don't desire it enough. Or you know what? I would have already done it. But when he told me he was moving... That man's going to die and go to hell if I don't talk to him. You hear me? He's going to die and bust hell wide open if I don't talk to him. I know it. I just know it. I have let my family down. I've let this church down. And I've let my next door neighbor down. See, we we get, we get this conflated um, perception about what being a Christian is all about. Hey, you take a look at old Peter and then Acts. That's what a believer is all about. That's what a believer is all about. When folks get around us and say, "Hey, look, I I can't. There's nothing they bring to the table," but I'll tell you this one thing about them. They, they've been with Jesus. So let's, let's quit comparing ourselves to the Peter that was sinking in the ocean or, or, the, or, the, or the Peter that, that, that said, I don't know him right before we heard that old rooster crow. Let's start looking at the old Peter that, that looked the Jews right in the face and said it was you that crucified Jesus and did it with boldness enough to know what. What did they say? They knew that they had been with Jesus. Now, I know the, con- the, the, the wording there is a little different, but, but for us, that's huge. That's where the rubber meets the road for us. So I'm going to ask you, you two questions tonight. One, I'm going to ask you that you pray for me, that I become a better follower of Jesus than I have been. Because I've used all the excuses that you, you probably have. Oh, they don't want to be bothered. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, we're never home. Oh, this, that, other. Well, well while we're owing, folks was dying. 
And, and, and all the while, people keep hearing this gospel of, of have your best life now. Because listen, they're, they're hearing something. They're hearing something from somewhere. And I was going to save this um, for Sunday morning, but I think it's very appropriate right now. By the way, <laughs> I'm not going to get on to you, any of you that retweet Joel Osteen. That, that's between you and the Lord. I, I'm not saying anything. I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not anything. But I, I'll say this. If this is your best life now, it's because when you die, you're going you're gonna to go to hell. That's the only way this is your best life now. And for the people out in the world, they, they buy into that because, hey, you know, hey, I'm going to do that. That's what I'm going to subscribe to. But me and Holly, and I'm, I'm, I am done now, uh, went, got the opportunity to go to Waco, Texas a couple weeks ago for our 10th year anniversary. I don't know how. It's been 10 years since we stood on this stage and, um, and, and stood before the Lord and uh, have, have, have kept the covenant with him and each other that we made. Um, and I told her the other day that I'd, I'd rather die than break that. So if I'm going to break it, then the then, then Lord just soon kill me. All right, I'm telling you all that to keep me accountable. But we watched a movie. We One of the days, our schedule, we, we were all around here and there and just exploring. And like two little kids, we were just, oh, there's stuff everywhere. We got back early and I said, hey, look, we just, me and you hadn't sat down and watched a movie in forever. Um, uh, not not promoting the movie, but just out of the movie. It was The Greatest Showman. Uh, didn't know Hugh Jackman could sing that well. But um, and, and if somebody remembers the lady's name, uh, the lady that sang, um, oh, say again? Who? The, 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 the lady that sang on, on stage with him. Uh, she, was the, she was from Europe, from England. Anyway, she, beautiful voice. She was a sensation overseas. He, he uh, so basically this is a story about um, the circus people, Barnum uh, and Bailey. And uh, uh, Barnum uh, wanted her to come over and kind of highlight the circus tour. He wanted to start and, and take it across the, the road. Anyway, so, so she was a hit over here and she went to different places. And, and one time she looked to him and, and said, I'm paraphrasing here because I wasn't prepared to deliver this tonight. Um, and after every performance, listen, you, this was back before there was, there wasn't no microphone on stage for her to sing with. She sang and the, the room was set up so that it would carry well, but she sang like a bird. And when she got done, everybody stood up and everybody roared and clapped and cheered. And this is what that, this lady said to, to P.T. Barnum. She says, I'm reminded, again, I'm paraphrasing here, but I'm reminded uh, so much of, of my past and that there is a emptiness inside of me or a hole inside of me that the loudest, longest ovation can never fill. She went around singing to massive crowds after massive crowd after massive crowd and, and, and every time when, when hey when, when, when you think that I mean, just there's nobody else that could stand there's nobody else that could cheer there's nobody else that could roar about how wonderful she did it didn't feel that hole that she had inside of her 
And that's the people that live around us. That's the people that work around us. That's the people that, that shop with us, that, 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 that go to the coffee place with us. That's the people. And they listen, they, you, you talk to any of these folks that won a Super Bowl or, or, or an NBA championship or the World Series, man, there is such an emptiness. Just If they don't have Christ, there is such an emptiness just a few weeks afterwards. They reached everything and there's just something left that they can't feel. They've, they've reached the top, but there's just something left. It's a hole that only Jesus can feel. And they can only feel it if they're told about who he is and what he did for you and for me. So I ask you to pray for me. And I ask you, after we've been around folks, after you've been around folks, do they know, can they say with certainty because of the boldness that you carry, they have been with Jesus? Let's bow our heads. God, we come to you thanking you for this time. God, you have showed me how much work you have done on me. And God, the multitude of work that is left. God, I pray that you would help every one of us in this room tonight. I don't, it does not matter our age. It does not matter our socioeconomic status, the color of our skin, the country of our origin, the, the level of education. None of it matters. the only thing that matters is what, what have we done with the gift of salvation that you've given us have we have we just kind of kept it to ourselves have we have we said oh we, we we were in judgment journey we we were in the Easter play we, we, we did those things or have we gone across the street one of the two commandments you had your son Jesus repeat in the New Testament love our neighbors ourself God if we did that there may be lost folks that live and work around us God but it wouldn't be because we've not been told God I pray that you'd give us the boldness that was spoken of of Peter and John Maybe it's not a, a group of skeptical Jews in front of us. But whatever it is, God, give us boldness. Maybe it's the fear of rejection. Maybe it's the, the timidness that we carry talking to people we don't know well. God, I pray you just call us to remembrance the frailty of life. And God, the need that they have for Jesus. Stir our life so that it's uncomfortable for us to be comfortable again. We love you. We praise you. God, you are worthy. God, you are holy. And we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hey, thank you guys for being here this evening. Uh, if you got kids, please go get them. They, they will start an Uber drive and have taxis come pick them up if you don't. Uh, one quick thing before you do leave, uh, y'all pray for me. I will be preaching again Sunday morning, so um, 